0: This podcast is brought to you by drunkmummysobermummy.com and made in association with hellosundaymorning.org. This episode is proudly sponsored by Liars. They make lovingly crafted alcohol-free spirits. Go to liars.com.au and use the promo code SOBER20 to get 20% off. All well, the kettle's boiled. Great. Perfect timing. Should we get started then? I'm Victoria Vanstone. I'm Lucy Good and this is Sober Awkward. Right Lucy, over to you.
1: Thanks Vic. So whatever stage you're at on your sober journey and Vic and I are at completely different stages, you'll know that life without booze can at times feel, what do you reckon? Awkward. Lucy
0: and I invite you to listen to our podcast where we discuss the realities of sobriety The good, the bad, the ugly and the cringingly embarrassing. Our honest and open chats will help you discover what it really means to be sober. Yes, we're here
1: like a dodgy bottle of port from your nan's drink cabinet to take the edge off sobriety. And together we can learn how to feel the awkward and do it anyway.
0: So I woke up alone and uh, I had somebody else's underwear on. No. God. Bloody Alan, that's too much information. Right. What a no, night that must have been. Uh, oh, God, didn't Jesus. I didn't tr- oh, Actually, think- Alan and I have woken up with other people's underwear on as well, so don't you worry about that. <laughs> uh, I, all right, guys, I, I think we've started. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you press record? <laughs> oh I mean it
1: was all very interesting but Yeah you don't
0: want to know about that conversation It's just the antics that we get up to sometimes Lucy. <laughs> we? We don't it. get up to them, do we? <laughs> we live our lives to
1: Alan's stories Yes
0: we do, we'll never tell <laughs> any of you any of them yeah, so here we are, we're a bit late aren't we Lucy We've had a couple of weeks off, I've been on holiday So sorry about those, you know to those people that have messaged me We are a week behind so Hello Yes, we. Um, we. We. I've been missing doing it as well. I've yeah, been, you've been away forever, and and I missed you. I missed you too. It's like my Friday night out being here. It's like my real social event. So yeah, I have missed it. And also, I've been stuck in a camper van with three children. So, I've missed life in general. It was. I went away to Western Australia, and it was a holiday. When you have three kids, isn't really a holiday because <laughs> it's just me angry in another location. Yes, it
1: wasn't the best holiday in the world, anyway, was it, Vic? Yeah, I
0: think the word "holiday" can be a little bit overrated. I <laughs> had a little bit of a trauma. But I did. But Lucy did just bring me a gift, which was a scarf that she's knitted, which I am absolutely in love with. And she's got a little token on there that says "Sober Sally," which is her, which is the name of her label that she's just making making scarves for her family. So th- well, I appreciate that, Lucy. Thank you so much.
1: Yes. Yeah, so now you know. I I do seem to remember a podcast, and perhaps many times not on the podcast where you've. You've taken the piss out of my knitting, I have. and now you're sitting there with your freshly knitted scarf, looking very pleased with yourself. I
0: am. It is really nice.
1: <laughs> uh, and I, I mean, we laugh about it, but I say to people, and I will keep saying it, that I think that knitting was one of the things that, one of the main things that helped me stop drinking in the first one hundred days. Yeah, keeping it was, busy. Yeah, sanctuary in my hands instead of picking up that drink. And now I, I like doing it because you were away having a. A really horrible holiday yes. and I I really felt for you and I yeah. wished I could do something to help you, but you're all the way over in Perth. So yes. I picked up my knitting needles and I got knitted to work. <laughs> I got to work.
0: And it yeah. made me feel like I was
1: helping you from afar. Yeah, and
0: I can feel the love in that scarf, good, Lucy. Thank you good. so much. What did I bring you back from holiday? Can you tell the business today?
1: I got a scabby old tea bag.
0: <laughs> from my pocket.
1: Yeah, it was sort of all screwed up. I thought it was a snotty it was next, tissue. I couldn't even hear it. I,
0: it was next to the dog poo bag in my
1: Ah, oh. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't going to tell
0: you that. I
1: could, just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I thought I was going to get at least, um, I don't know, at least one of them T-shirts saying my mate went to Perth and all yeah. I <laughs> got was this lousy
0: tea bag. The reason we're, we were bringing each other <laughs> gifts is because Lucy did a lot of work cheering me up while I was away because I had a bit of an incident with my son, Fred. He choked on a sweet and the two-year-old the two-year-old yeah Yeah. and he you know it was a very serious emergency situation which I will talk about once and never ever want to talk about again (laughs) but yeah it kicked off some feelings in me which I haven't felt for a very very long time um I basically thought that he was going to pass away and it was very very frightening to watch and to realize that I couldn't control the situation that was happening before me and you know I thought my life was about to change hugely Um, And some tradies came out of a building site and opened his air passage with their fingers, which was absolutely amazing. So I won't go into it too much because it was awful. But uh, Lucy's been lovely, sending me lots of lovely text messages, as has a lot of people. So I do appreciate that. It was a very traumatic thing. And sadly, a bit of anxiety came back to the fore, which which I thought, since I'd given up drinking, hadn't been around for a while. And obviously, that is a big trauma to see. I guess I've probably got a bit of PTSD from it, to mm, be honest, because yes. it was so out of my control and so life-changing which luckily it wasn't life changing but it's hard to get you back into that positive frame of mind once something like that makes you realise how fragile life is
1: yeah and when when we spoke one of the first things you said is I'm just so glad that I've given up drinking it's made me think even more about my decision to do it. You know, what were we doing, drinking and, and sort of very slowly killing ourselves and ruining our one life that we get?
0: Yeah, I realised how precious life is and how it can be taken away in a second. Like that's what I thought was happening. I thought, gosh, my life is about to change before my eyes and there's nothing I can do about it. And when I afterwards, I never thought about drinking at all throughout the whole process, the whole three weeks that I've been sort of dealing with a bit of anxiety. It never crossed my mind to drink, which I'm really, really proud of. I just had to deal with the emotions and get on with it, even though it wasn't very pleasant. But I never thought about drinking. And I, but the only thing I did think was thank God I don't, because. You know, I wasted so many years being like that and pouring alcohol on my precious life. And I didn't really realise Like I am as precious to my mum as my son is to me. And I, you know, you don't think about that in the moment, how precious our lives are and all those risky, stupid things we do when drinking. And actually, you are putting your life at risk a lot. I, I know I did. And yeah, watching that made me just thankful that I'm not involved with that in drinking anymore.
1: And I know that you really struggled and understandably afterwards and still being stuck in that camper van and trying to carry on and have a holiday. But, and it was awful. It was an awful time for you, as I say, understandably, but you, you, at least you were doing it sober. I mean, imagine had, when the incident happened, imagine even if you just had one beer before, the guilt of it or, you know, dealing with it afterwards and saying, you know, I'm stressed out, I'm going to have a drink and then drinking too much and dealing with that anxiety and what had happened on top of a hangover. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I think
0: I would have been in a straight jacket well, in a mental yeah. issue, to be honest. You, you,
1: you were much better placed yes. to, to deal with it. Yeah. Because... Well, when you told me about it, I was traumatised just by hearing what had happened. Yeah. And I thought, God, I fancy a drink. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> even though you didn't fancy yeah. a drink, it did cross my mind for a second. It's crazy. Which goes, it? again, I, for those people who don't know, I'm on about 10 months yeah. sober and Vic's in year three. Yeah,
0: somewhere along Yeah. There. yeah. So
1: um, I suppose that does show that um, I'm still at the stage where I think, oh, a drink would be nice. Yeah, or a to drink deal would just, with emotion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although I wouldn't take it any further than, no, that's a stupid idea. Yeah.
0: yeah. But, yeah, that was a terrible yeah, thing so to no, thick, now, so no, I'm good now, Yeah. I'm feeling good. I'm back from holiday and I'm feeling more positive and I'm just glad to be home. and glad that my children are all safe and happy. And you're glad to be in our little studio, chat, chat, chatting. Here. Yeah, I, I do feel like, God. Oh, I just needed a bit of normality back. Yes. So, yeah, so I'm feeling good. So yeah, sorry to depress you all with that story, but (laughs) we know we're honest on this podcast and that's what's been going on. That's why we're a bit late. Yeah, yeah, because we're going to
1: try and sort of chat every couple of weeks if we can. But life does get in the way sometimes. And like I said to you, Vic, nothing's more important than health and family. Exactly. And sometimes you have to stop and take some time out. Exactly. But today we've got a good one. We are... Oh, what was our... We were thinking (laughs) our topic title. Oh, yeah. Um, What did we decide on? Um... Uh, it was all the S's, wasn't it? Um, Surviving the Sober Society. Yes, excellent. Something like that anyway, but we'll work it. If anyone's got any better ideas, basically (laughs) what we're talking about today is reaching out to sober groups um, when you're getting sober Um, and how at first that can seem like such an awful thing to have to do with all these sober people. Yeah, But in fact... Um, it can really help you on your sober journey. And we thought it was um, a really important thing to talk about. Yeah. I've actually been asked by a few people um, about, you know, where can I find sober groups and and things like that. Yeah, it's usually
0: where people start off, isn't it? It is. When you're questioning, when you're sober curious, you start off wondering what are the first steps and this is probably one of the first steps. We're actually going to cover this over two podcasts because the next one's going to be about your first sober social or step by step guide. So this is more of a introduction to that, I guess Lucy, And isn't this it? is
1: more about going out with other sober people, just yeah. a group of sober people. Whereas the next podcast yes. we're going to talk about going out with people who are probably going to be drinking, yeah. say, at a wedding or some sort of event. Oh God, they're the worst. <laughs> so well I don't sometimes I don't know. I mean what is worse? Is it worse Worse going out when you've been a drinker for years and years and you've always hung around with people who are drinking is it harder to go out with a group of completely sober people yeah. or, or to go out with awful. a group of really pissed people <laughs> yeah. yeah but but they're both things that well you don't have to find a sober group but no. we feel there's a lot of benefit in it and for me there was yeah um and it was kind of how we met as well so yeah um, shall we? Shall we start? Let's, begin. Vic? Let's go. So, if you've reached a stage like Vic and I had, where alcohol was a hugely significant part of your life, you might be wondering and worrying about what happens to your social life when you quit, and going out no longer means getting wasted. I mean, are there really other sober people out there? And if so, what do they do, and where are they hiding? And if you hunt them down, will you be able to connect with them based on just one common goal, sobriety? The thought of discovering and finding a place in this seemingly parallel universe can be overwhelming. For us, and for many, the worry of finding kindred sober spirits, excuse the pun, is yet another excuse to stick to the comfort of old mates and old habits.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a comfy place. Yeah. Old mates and old Always. habits, isn't it? Bloody yeah, it for Down 25 years. In a cosy corner with a fire on, a couple of pints. Yeah. Yeah. Give us a Stella. Trigger warning. <laughs> What we want you to take away from our podcast today is to understand how we felt about finding soma communities while we were still drinking and how we got over this mindset and eventually reached out for support from them. We'd like to share with you the kind of spaces we found and how they helped us in the hope of inspiring you to find similar spaces you can enjoy. And we get it, sober socialising can be pretty nerve-wracking at first, so we'll share with you what you can expect when you meet up with other sober peeps. We can assure you that it is rarely boring. Finally, we'll bang on about the importance of sober communities and why they are a flathead screwdriver of your sobriety toolbox. Yes, because you can't do without that flathead, can no. you? No. better screwdriver. than a spanner in the works,
1: oh, yeah. as they say. Oh, <laughs> very clever, Vic. Thank you. You really are Oh, back on
0: form,
1: maybe. Like but... <laughs> <laughs> So what we're going to start with here, because we don't like to come across high and mighty, uh, when we were still drinking, uh, we didn't think much of sober groups, did we? No. No, it was the last place we wanted to be. So we're going to tell you what we thought about sober people, sober groups, sober communities, when we were still drinking.
0: Yeah, so I didn't really know there was a big sober community out there, basically, is what, what I thought when I, re- when I read about this, that we were going to cover this topic. I knew there was AA, and that seemed like a quite extreme mm. um, group for me at the time, but actually I would have been welcomed with open arms there, I realise <laughs> now. They would have been like, yes, you, <laughs> you knew were us. the perfect candidate. I was actually the perfect candidate, but for some, that isn't what people want to do, so that's okay too. But, yeah, I didn't want to hang around with sober people. I thought they were boring and sp- really smug and i didn't want people around me that saw what i was doing or could remember my behavior i hated being around them they made me actually want to drink more because i just (laughs) thought i was like a lush at the bar do you know what i mean with a cocktail like snarling at people that weren't drinking as much as i was because i just thought they were totally dull yeah i thought that perhaps they all read from the bible with a glazed expression then showered in bleach (laughs) (laughs) i thought that as well (laughs) (laughs) And <laughs> I thought I was so yeah. much better than them. But, I, but yeah. I, how? What a stupid thing to think! I mean, I thought that they were just like kind of creepy, almost like the sort of people that would have sex with rubber gloves on. <laughs>
1: You make them sound like aliens. Yeah, like or I just thought it was just like, like sub-human beings,
0: <laughs> yes. like some sort of creepy latex-wearing, extremely clean. I don't know. I just had this weird thought of what sober people were like. They were
1: so far from our reality that yeah. we kind of we, it was an alien. we created them in our imagination.
0: Yeah, with like a gas mask <laughs> on. <laughs> You know what I mean though like completely out of this world yeah. like why would anybody be sober I cannot understand them they're just completely on a different planet than I'm on yeah yeah definitely what extra-terrestrial? About you? Yeah. Yeah. extraterrestrial yeah extraterrestrial
1: yeah Oh well very much the same I mean the first thing I've put on my list is what do these people do God, what no. do you do when yeah. you go out sober Of it, course everything, everything we realize now, yeah but yeah <laughs> they just don't drink yeah Exactly. We you, you but the thought of going out and not drinking just closed every door to everything else. So it was like, what do these people doing? What 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 are they doing when they're meeting up?
0: Morris dancing, Morris dancing, yeah. maybe pole dancing. <laughs> but surely you Maple, can have a drink not, not sexual.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with their gas masks on. Yeah. Weird. I can see it. Yeah. Where are we going with this? I don't know. Remember, we are those sober people now, <laughs> yes, so we're yes, not we're yes. not being completely derogatory to a certain group no. of people. Um, I used to think, like you were just saying with AA, that it's going to be full of people who are worse than me. Right. Um. You know, I'm OK, Jack, that I've just got a little bit of a drinking issue that's bothering me. But these people are going to be sort of, you know, um, on their, um, what are they called when they, they're having a transplant and they've got those. <laughs> dialysis. They're going to be on dialysis and I'm going to be, you know, <laughs> the healthy one. That's what yeah. I thought. Yes, because um, you'd like to separate yourself from yes. them. Yeah. exactly the same as the AA I'm not I'm not bad enough to go to AA and this is what you talk about a lot Vic, on your blog and in your upcoming book is that space where you um do have an issue or a problem with alcohol but you're not ready to go to rehab or be hospitalized what about all those people in between yes and that's the kind of people that you will find at the sobriety groups and I have to say that when I've been to sobriety groups and opened conversation with someone I've been you know (laughs) I've been up there amongst the worst of them I think Mm. um so that was a really invalid um Point that I had that everybody would be worse than me. I also thought that it would kind of impound the dread of this new sober world I was heading into. I was worried about going along and just these really boring gas mark- mask wearing people, <laughs> <laughs> Morris dancing. <Yeah. laughs> and then I would think, oh my God, I really don't want to be part of this and start drinking again. So it was a worry about going and hating it and realising that there was nowhere for me to go because... I didn't like sober groups. Um, I'd done AA and I hadn't got a lot from it. It just so happened that the group that I joined was a lot of uh, people
0: a lot, lot older than me that I couldn't Mm. relate to around the drinking. Yes, because you've got to resonate with these people. You've got to find people, no matter where it is. I mean, we'll talk about that later, but you've got to resonate. And there's some groups that will work and some groups that don't. And for me, I didn't know that groups existed with people like me. I think that's part of the problem, isn't it? We look at the extremes, but there are many, many groups with people who are just like us, and that's what we've both discovered. Yeah, and you've just got to keep
1: hunting for them and finding the right group. But there was a really funny point I wanted to mention because... Vic, you've been on Meetup with your sober group yeah. for a number of years now, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, a couple of years. A couple yeah. of years. And I can remember when I was still drinking really heavily, but desperately looking for some sort of support, that I went online and I tapped in sober groups or something. And Meetup came up. And then I saw that there was a sober group on the coast run by a lady called Victoria, who had been sober at that point for, I think, about a year and a half. And Boring. I remember. Boring twat didn't take any more time to look into who she was. I just saw the words, her name is Victoria. She's been sober for 18 months. Oh, my God, I thought she sounds awful. I'm not going to that. that you were is right. How, that is how much time I gave it. It wasn't after, until after we'd actually met and became friends that it clicked. Oh, my God, that Victoria that I saw in the meetup, that's that big. That judged. That I judged on a name and a length of time sober. Yeah. Um. We, and... So don't judge too quickly. No, I suppose don't... it's a really good thing yeah. in this podcast to say to people, don't judge before you go yeah. and give give everybody a chance to talk and get a feel for it and try some different ones. We're going to move on to that. Yeah, but... don't
0: make the same mistakes that we did, basically. Because yeah. we had these attitudes that we've just spoken about, which we judged sober groups, we judged the people there, so we didn't go and we didn't get help, which led to us drinking for a very, very long time, both of us. Whereas, in fact, what we're going to tell you today is that those groups are the groups that you want to join. Yes, and we, we
1: made massive mistakes with all this yeah. horrible judgmental attitude. Yes. It was totally wrong. And I mean, I've not come across a gas mask. No. Or a Morris dancer. Yeah. Or anyone with three heads. No. No.
0: No, yet. not yet,
1: no. But I have seen some some funny people at these groups, let me yeah. tell you, they're not boring. <laughs> so next we're going to talk about what actually made us get over ourselves and reach out for the support that we needed from other sober people because you do need support from other sober people, don't you? Yeah, you have
0: to get that. Definitely. Um, I did a sort of white knuckle ride for the first 18 months of my sobriety, which I which I do hugely regret because I was so busy hiding the truth and you know, after a year I wanted to shout it from the top of the Audi car park that I was, you know, <laughs> that I was sober. Oh, how glamorous. I know. I'm pretty glamorous. <laughs> but I didn't because I was so alone in it. I was so extremely, you know, solitary in my sobriety then that I didn't have anyone to talk to apart from my husband and I just was kind of a bit lost in that first 18 months. The real moment for me about finding my sob- sobriety community was in a bookshop. I think I've mentioned this before, and th- th- I asked the lady behind the counter if she had a book about alcoholism, thinking that she was going to give me the big book, The Twelve Steps, but she didn't. She actually handed me Ruby Warrington's book, Sober Curious, and I hadn't had heard that term before, um, and I soaked that book up like I did a uh, vodka Red Bull in the old days. Um <laughs> And, you know, that suddenly opened up the floodgates for me. I realised that I wasn't the only mid-range binge drinker with a problem. And for me, that was huge. And as soon as I finished that book, I searched the word Sober Curious online and then that was that. I found this whole world of millions of people struggling with all sorts of different um, alcohol problems. And I did fit onto that spectrum somewhere, which is is what I – that book taught me um also my need to meet other people from that point on became so strong that I actually started my own sober social group which is something everybody can do um Mm. I just went on to meet up and I made a group and I put it out there and I met Lucy through that group um and also I met loads and loads of other people and it's such a simple thing to do to Mm. to look Look for people in your community who are just like you. So, yeah, and and I got there and I was able to discuss something I'd been desperate to discuss for such a long time with people going through exactly the same thing. And with that, I also found a couple of people that I really resonated with. You've got to pick the right ones. You've got to be able to know who is going to suit you on this journey, who is going to be your buddy, somebody with a similar experience to you, perhaps someone that's a bit further along the line than you as well that's got a bit more experience Um, because that can really, really help. But I definitely think you've got to be careful in these sober groups because they can be complicated, like family members. You've got to have your boundaries up and, you know, people are vulnerable in these groups. So you do have to be careful, but I think stepping into them, you have to take away from them what you can and then continue with the other parts of your sobriety journey as well. It's just part of it. So, yeah, they were that, but that finding that Sober Curious book with that term in it that softened the term alcoholic for me, I think that was a real breaking through point in my sobriety journey.
1: Yeah, and I think as as well as that book that you've mentioned, there are loads of others out there as well, aren't there? That was just where you went and found one book that yeah. was like, wow, that is just incredible. That and is me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there are so many books out there now. We're so lucky that there's so much. And uh, just to follow on from what you said, Vic, as well, about meeting all different people who are at different stages on their sobriety journey at these groups, one thing, you know, you have to be a little bit careful of sometimes is that people are, And do fall back into drinking so when you're choosing who you're going to connect with on a more regular basis um, if there's somebody there who isn't managing to keep as sober as you for as long as you sometimes you do have to say okay it's probably not a good idea for me to carry on connecting with this person you've got to really think of yourself a lot haven't you and what you need for your journey but because there's so many people doing it you will find someone um, and I mean what made me get over myself and finally reach for support desperation yeah I was so desperate yeah um, and I think I've said said it before on this podcast by the time I met you Vic I felt like I was in a dark room and there were all these doors around me and I was just reaching out and trying them all and none of them was open and I just needed one of those bloody doors to open hello <laughs> it was me and there she was <laughs> hello not today thank you <laughs> oh it's that Victoria
0: from Meetup <laughs> yeah, surely
1: she's not my salvation
0: <laughs> yeah. oh, here, I am. here to help you with a bowl of porridge and there
1: you were yeah. but that's what it was like for me I really was quite desperate and I remember you saying "Look, well I've got a sober group and I was like, I'll be there and I did everything and yeah. so sober groups were really what got me through my first um, few months of sobriety and again the same as you think like, there are other people out there like me um, and that is a really good feeling. There's people I can talk to about this, people I can share experiences with and they get me. And I hadn't had that before because, yes, you can go out with people who don't drink, but that's completely different to going out with people who are sober because they had a drinking problem. Yeah. And another thing that made me decide to reach out is because my business, which is um, for single mums, has got a huge group of single mothers, mainly Australian, but from the UK, America and all over the world, and um, a lot of people will find so much support from that space just connecting with people who are in a similar situation to them. And the group for me is something where, I mean, I, it's my work, so I'm on it all the time and I can't really talk that much about what I feel and think because I have to be a very neutral um, space there but um, I see how much it helps other people just connecting with others similar to them and I'm like well maybe that's what I need somewhere else but around the sobriety journey so that's why I reached out because I thought I'm giving this support to others who need it in the single mum arena and you need it somewhere else I need it somewhere else yeah so that was what encouraged me. So, we did find our sober communities eventually after we went through all the ridiculous thought process of what we thought they were going to be like, and then we got to the point of desperation
0: and enlightenment, shutting ourselves in the cupboard (laughs) on our own, (laughs) crying, brows on end. We reached out to the
1: light. We did, and um, and we found well, we we obviously found the same spaces because that that's where we met. But um, tell us, Vic, what sort of things worked for you?
0: Well, I've definitely talked about the Instagram, making an Instagram account and a Facebook account. Um, I know they're toxic in some ways. Those things, you know, with you know pouting selfies and all that sort of thing but if you find the sobriety community on either of those it is nothing like that there are a lot of um comparing photos i do find in these communities like before and after because i guess you can't really show a picture of a broken soul so people want to show look this is what i looked like when i was drinking this is what i look like when I stopped, which is inspiring in some ways, but really it's about what's inside, mm. and that's the real sober journey that me and Lucy have been on. Because we're still ugly, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> there is no before and after with me. I look worse. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I don't know what you looked like before. <laughs> yeah, I was really pretty.
0: <laughs> uh, now I'm turning into a bootstroll. <laughs> I was gorgeous. Yes. Yeah, so Maybe that's
1: because you were younger. Yeah,
0: I don't know, probably. And I hadn't been through any <laughs> huge you had, traumas. You had your beer goggles on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I found loads of people on Instagram and Facebook that I follow now um, passionately because they're the people that keep me sober. And it's people like Sober Dave. Follow him. He's brilliant. There's Soberlicious mm-hmm. in England. There's Intoxicated Sober in the country, I have to mention them, Shanna Wan, because she... She supports loads of people in Outback Australia. She's huge. Um... Just find something that suits you. Follow them all. Just make separate accounts from your normal ones and follow all of these people. You will find someone you resonate within these stories and within these pages. So I really recommend doing that. The other thing I have to mention is my morning exercise group. I know that's a weird one because it's not a sober cliche. community. <laughs> I know. It's so cliche. I'm sorry. but Go I, for a jog. Yeah, I have started exercising since I gave up drinking as often as I can. And there's this amazing guy, Scott, who runs this free exercise group where I live at like six six o'clock in the morning and it means I go for a coffee and I go for a swim after we've done our class and I sit and I do my socialising before 7am so I don't actually feel the need to go out in the evening because it's done I've, I've had a laugh I've chatted with people we've talked about all sorts of things there's no pressure to drink I mean that going out for a coffee with people and doing all that sort of thing that you used to do in the evening and having that that need fulfilled of sober social of socializing is such a good thing to do in the morning so shout out to the to the Majimba uh exercise crew that i see every morning do you Um, do that every morning well i try to but i haven't done it for about three weeks i've been (laughs) on holiday i I, (laughs) I try to do it every day but yeah i do boxing as well but it's better than doing nothing i try i try lucy they'll be like god what's she talking about she never turns up (laughs) Please don't. Please don't listen to this. There's
1: this bird who's just mentioned you on her podcast. Does anyone know who she is?
0: Or that fat one that turns up occasionally? (laughs) The one that was panting in the the corner. The ugly one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the one that was blo- bloated in the corner. <laughs> Looked like she's drunk too much over <laughs> yeah, her life. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> one really unfit one. Also, Quit Lit and Podcasts, of course, are an amazing resource yeah. <clears throat> for finding sober people, sober stories. The stories of others will make you feel less alone. Um, For me, going on other people's podcasts was an amazing journey for me because I got to retell my drinking story. In the beginning, when I first went on podcasts, I just thought, oh, yeah, listen to me, I'm a bit of a binge drinker. But as it went on and I kept retelling the story... I and listening back to myself I realized gosh really I did have a massive problem. So it was good hearing my own story. So I really recommend telling your drinking story to as mm. many people as you can. As many people who, <laughs> who will listen, listen yeah. <laughs> and hearing what their reactions is, reactions are because that is very interesting to hear what well, they'll go, well, gosh actually you were a bit crazy. So and also hearing other people's stories is a really good way to understand that you're not alone. Um Also advice, that's what I was just saying, keep talking about it. Your story is so important to this sober, curious movement. Tell people on the bus, you know, I want people to know that this is not boring, it's better. You know, I was going to tell Lucy very briefly about on the plane on the way to my holiday, I was rather chuffed because I found myself on the Virgin entertainment system I think there was that's an, a massive I know, thing I was scrolling through and there I was an interview that I did with uh, Mamma Mia a few months ago and I actually nudged the guy next to me being like all proud because I've never seen myself and anything like that before and I was like look look that's me and he sort of leaned away from me and sort of <laughs> didn't speak to me for the rest of the flight thought about you as we used
1: to think about who is this sober
0: weirdo (laughs) i know and i was really proud of myself and just wanted to tell someone and yeah, so maybe don't tell everyone, not somebody you don't know on a plane like I did. But <laughs> No, I anyway. think you did I the right I was proud. I good was you, proud. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's amazing, actually, Vic, being Yeah, on it was, that. I was quite
1: excited, to be honest. What about you, Luce? Well, um, I'm quite different from you, which is good for this podcast because everyone's different, because I spend so much time on social media for my own business. You know, Vic, I can't bear it. Yeah. <laughs> Can't stand fair it. enough. I am just on it all the time because my platforms are going off and there's constantly activity on them. And it's got to the point now where I've had the business for five years and I'm like, Oh my god, I am just feel drawn to it all the time. Hmm. Really, it never stops. So, the thought of setting up a new Instagram account or something like that, as where I can see that it would be really, really helpful, actually, I just cannot be connected to yes, social media. Enough. So, I haven't gone for that. Um, and um, for me me it's been more about meeting up with your group Vic when um I mean I, we we had a lot of so- sober events didn't we we even had mm. a sober Christmas party yeah. around that time we don't do quite as many now because we're you know everyone's sort of so busy with their own lives but there's a really nice group of ladies um, and we would all meet up and we'd go for to eat or we'd go for a picnic in the park and um <clears throat> I can remember going to the first picnic actually and I think it was a couple of days after I'd met you Vic and you said come along I'm having this sober picnic in the park and I'd given up about two days earlier and I thought do you remember I came I came trundling along spilling my coffee I was was, as white as a sheet because I was sort of going through the first few days of not drinking and um, sat down and was dreading it of course but had such a great time and then when you had the next one which I think was about three or four weeks later I was there early I was
0: there to help you set up you were and you were laughing going what What a change. It's because you enjoyed it and you didn't expect to. And it's kind Mm. of a nice surprise when you realise you can go somewhere and just be your authentic self without any booze involved and actually enjoy yourself. I mean, that's huge for people to do that for the first time. And that's why a lot of people, you know, when they first come to these sober things, they are very, very nervous and, you know, it's their first time a lot hmm. of the time. It's the well, first time to socialise yeah. without having a drink. So it's huge. But,
1: but when you get there, everyone's in a similar boat and everyone's really nice to you. I really enjoyed that first. Um, that I was really lucky that that was my first yeah. so, um, sober social event. I, I really enjoyed it and it made me think of them completely different from that moment on. And yeah. Everyone had brought something to eat and because we weren't drinking, everyone had made such an effort with the food and we were sitting in this park yeah. with the most amazing dishes of food in front of us
0: at night nine o'clock in the morning and of Um, course the best thing there is that you can say to people so why are you here yeah and straight away there's no there's no like bravado that is the question that people are going to answer very very honestly in that sort of situation it's not how's the weather and what's Mm. what you do what do you do for a job it's why are you here (laughs) or how big is your problem yeah yeah (laughs) I mean, you get straight down to it, don't you? Oh, you do. So you get the stories, and it is really fascinating. And those stories are what make you feel comfortable in those situations. Mm.
1: Well, and immediately you realize straight away how wrong you were with your um, yeah, judgment. Your, your judgment. Yeah. And you think, look, I'm sitting here with people who are so similar to me, and they're really interesting, nice people. What on earth was like?" And you, you feel guilty, of course, for thinking yeah. all of those awful things. But another one that really helped me was um, the Hello Sunday Morning Forum. Um, I couldn't, I hadn't found anything else at that time and they've got a forum where you can go on and just tell people how you're feeling or if you're worried about having a drink. That was something that I found helpful and um, we kind of work with them with this podcast, don't we? So I'm really, really pleased about that because they were a lifeline for me at the beginning. And then another one that, talking of lifelines. Um, Another one that I do, which is perhaps a little bit similar to your exercising, Vic, because it's not actually a sober group, but it's a space where I can go and there's just absolutely nothing about alcohol involved is I do charity work at a Lifeline shop
0: as well. A lot of work for charity, mate.
1: (laughs) I absolutely (laughs) love it love it so much we have so much fun but it's a space where i can go and it's a really safe space for me because no one's going to bring a beer out halfway through your shift at lifeline not even mavis <laughs> no, mavis cheeky mavis. no. A little, a little, maybe a little cheeky sherry oh yeah fair enough <laughs> a bottle of port hidden behind the counter <laughs> always have cakes though they've Ooh, always nice. got cakes and biscuits uh, oh, have without they? fail oh, i might yeah. pop in I'll do. oh do i love a bit of free cake oh <laughs> Yeah, me too. Oh, yes. um, And the customers bring in cakes and biscuits. There was macaroons there the other day. So, sorry, I go off. Sorry, I digress when it comes to... I did put something on your social group online, on Facebook the the other day. I said, is anyone else obsessed with food now? They're sober. (laughs) And everyone's like, yeah, love a cake. (laughs) Cupcakes are my life. Oh, yes. (laughs) But yeah, that is, um, as I say, similar to Vicky's um, example of exercise where you're not necessarily with people where you can share your, your drinking and sober stories, but you know that you're in a safe place.
0: Yeah, they're brilliant in those places because not only mm. are you doing something perhaps that's a little bit out of your comfort zone, but it's good to not talk about sobriety as yeah. well sometimes. Yeah. I mean, you can have that group that you do and you can have another group where you don't. Yes. And it just means you're getting out and you're socialising, and you're doing something different, no matter wh- whether the people are are sober or not which which is a really nice thing yeah, and to it's do, not I think.
1: just about the socializing
0: for you no. it's about the exercise for me it's about the helping out in the shop so you've actually got other activities to yes. do while
1: you're there yeah, and
0: it, it uses your, your brain yeah you know and that's if your brain is being used for something it's not being used for the other thing which, oh, yes, which is, is thinking about having yeah. a drink thinking about drinking exactly um
1: so we did we both went along to these events or got online and started chatting um so now we'd like to give our listeners um advice for how to prepare for your first sober event
0: of course my first line lucy has to feel the awkward <laughs> and do it anyway because that is our favorite right. quote of and our it's, podcast and it's perfect
1: for this because you it can have be awkward. to yeah. it can
0: be awkward you have to feel those horrible Panicky, stressful feels before you go. But just remember, everybody is feeling the same way. You know, don't be ashamed by your story. That's the other one. Be proud that you're making changes. You don't need to go and explain yourself to everybody if you don't have to. Just go in there and just be proud that you're making that one step. Try and find that one person that you really resonate with. We all need a cheerleader. And if there's someone a little further down the line, like Lucy and I, that was perfect, then they can help you. If you go, just remember to go again. You can't just go mm, once. You yes. can't pick your person. Oh, I wanted to say that. Oh, sorry. Go on, uh, say it. No, it's all right. You've said it now. Okay. You're not, it is a really good point. You are not going to make friends straight away. It's as simple as that. Don't mm. go and just go, these people aren't for me. There will be different people there next time and you will find that person. Take away from it what you can and keep putting the work in. Community is just one slice of the sobriety pie. There's all sorts of aspects of your sobriety, and this is just one. So don't put too much pressure on it being how you're going to get sober. That's going to be down to you, but this is just something that will really, really help. So dip your toe in is what we would want to say today. You know, try it. Consider Dry July if you haven't done anything like that. Though those first sober meetups can be really, really hard, just try and go. Try a 30-day challenge or our mate Danny from How I Quit Alcohol does a 30-day challenge mm. as well. Just use those members that you meet on the 30-day challenge, for example. Use them as your sober community afterwards. I'm sure when you join those groups that you you join a Facebook page or you join an online group. And therefore, you're just you're joining a community of people that are going to be feeling exactly the same as you. We, oh. What are you doing, Alan? Oh.
1: <laughs> sprayed it all over me. I'm having a liars' alcohol-free drink.
0: Oh yeah, we were sent a few drinks actually. We we're going to mention this today. We we're go- we been... just licking it yeah. off my body. <laughs> it's very sexual. <laughs> we were sent some drinks by liars, which we're going to try quickly while we're on here. Which I've got a Classico, impossibly crafted non-alcoholic sparkling. So yeah, thank and thank I've you. got ah. I've got an Amalfi spritz. Mm.
1: So they sent these to us and so we're feeling all professional, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. We? We're like people sending us free
0: stuff now. It's <gasps> so exciting. Oh, well,
1: it certainly throffs up nicely. Oh, it's Look fizzy. At Yeah,
0: Ooh. So, so Liars are a alcohol-free drinks company that um, make all sorts of different mixers and cans of drink. We are offering everybody that's listening to our podcast a 20% off token. So if you go onto the Liars' website and use the promo code SOBER20, all in capitals, you'll get 20% off any of Lara's products which I think is amazing. Anything that helps. Could you kindly repeat the code? It is SOBER20, (laughs) all in capital
1: letters. Yes, and you don't have to have been sober for 20 days. It's a 20% discount. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. But I actually um, think that these drinks are pretty cool in terms of what we're going to be talking about in our next podcast, Mm. which is about going to events where other people are drinking. Because I know that I've found... uh, um, Drinking events, if you're holding a water or something that's distinctly non alcoholic, it always opens up the conversation which you may not want to talk about, yeah, so these look um like they're alcoholic drinks, they come in these really mines in a lovely really, packaging yeah, we? we'll take a photo, maybe we could have a photo, oh yes, of we'll us, do one um with it for the podcast, but mine's in a really gorgeous pink um sort of wine
0: can. Yeah. And and it tastes good as it well. It tastes amazing. Yeah.
1: Really nice.
0: Yeah, so we're all for, you know, giving people an option when they're socializing. You know, I think having something in your hand that you feel like is still a treat mm. is a really good way of replacing alcohol. So, yeah, so that's liars.com. Yeah, and thank you,
1: Liars, because uh, it's yeah. great to... We feel professional. Yeah, we and, do. And we love that you're supporting our sober community and helping
0: us all along. I've got a rabbit on the front of mine, actually. Yeah, I've, I've got, only just... I think I've got a hummingbird rabbit. on mine. Yeah, it's lovely. Oh. Yeah, so what advice would you give to people that are preparing for their first sober social event, Lucy?
1: Um... Yes, I was going to say think about your boundaries and what you're comfortable with sharing, because you're going to be talking about stuff that you probably haven't spoken to many people about, especially total strangers. And you will find that some people are very open and share some pretty crazy stories because you've got to remember the people at these events are people who have had pretty crazy lives. They're not boring. They've got stories to tell. And when you hear some of their stories, you might think, oh, God, yes, that happened to me. This happened to me. And you find yourself telling some stories that you would rather not have said straight away but you might be happy to share them but maybe just think about how far you want to go with what you tell people and put some little boundaries in place in your head so that you only share what you're comfortable with I mean we've all done it where we've got out drunk and shared way too
0: much let's not be doing it when we're sober Yeah, I mean, being too open is something that I've always had a problem with in the past. Like, being a little bit mysterious, there's nothing wrong with that. I kind of always would like to be a bit more mysterious. I'd love to be a bit more mysterious You'd see my cloak disappearing (laughs) around a corner and wonder, who is she? We'd be going, who's that mysterious (laughs) woman? I wish
1: I'd been more mysterious throughout my life, to be honest. Yeah, I'm not in the slightest bit mysterious. I I, I often don't think before I talk and it all comes pouring out. And I actually think that you might find, it seems to me that it's a bit of a trait of, of people who have drunk a lot they yeah. do do that um because man the things you hear at these these sober um, gatherings it's brilliant it's brilliant yes yeah, yeah. so I sort of
0: sit rubbing my hands yeah, together like sort of can't it. wait to hear what people are going to tell yeah. me each time I there's go there's always
1: an incredible story in that but the, the best thing is you can always match it with one of your yeah, own pretty much um, so it's about whether you want to do that or not one of the things that I noticed when I first became sober and I know Vic we've spoken about it And we laugh whenever we finish a podcast. I always say, right, we finish the podcast, we go, cool, that was really good. By the time I get to my car and (laughs) open the door, I'm full of doubt. Oh, my God, was I okay? Did I say something wrong? What about this? What about that? Yeah. it's, I don't know again whether that's from years of drinking, but I'll go to an event, do a podcast, do anything. And within about two minutes of leaving, I start questioning myself. Yeah,
0: it's like a self inbuilt self doubt, isn't it? Yeah. Like? And it
1: may be because that's what you do when you drink. You can't remember what you said. And yes. you, you, you're sort of always worried did I make a fool of myself? And it's almost as if that's carried on. It's
0: like a hangover of that paranoia, yeah. isn't it? Of that hungover paranoia that stays with you. It does. So you're, you're overly concerned of how you're acting even sober you are and it's
1: when you're sort of driving back from maybe your first sober event if you feel like that yeah. just know that we both i still do feel like that <laughs> yeah, a lot. absolutely so do i and it might just be something to do with all of your years of drinking and the self-doubt that came afterwards you might not feel that way but if you do please don't let it stop you going back to another one because it is something that's happened to both of us so i'll be prepared for that to happen certainly stay open-minded you never know who you're going to meet what it's going to be like um, so don't try and imagine and expect something just go along with an open mind like you said Vic and I was wanting to bring it up never make a decision based on just one event go yep. back and try a few and yeah you know after a few you might find that it doesn't work for you you might find just one person you connect with yeah and you just stay in contact with that person and that's enough for you um, and also be, be aware that there will probably be some people who are still drinking there which is something that I well, not actually drinking at the event, although I think some do. You mm. have had that, haven't you? Yeah, Blake, had people had that um, But there are people who are who haven't actually given up. Now I was surprised by that, just because. Again, my expectations were that everybody at the sober social would be sober, uh, even if it was just a couple of days like me. Um, but no, there were people who were hungover. Yep, um, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, but they're it, all I was, welcome.
0: I wasn't ready for it. Yeah, no, any anything goes in these groups, which yes. is what's nice about it. It's very accepting and very tolerant. And you know, you can't judge people in these situations because no. we've all been there. And who's you know. I'm a real believer in equality and, and, and acceptance. And, yes. And you have to have that in these groups. You, well, and you it's the everybody. Who, the
1: people who are still drinking, they're probably the ones struggling the most. Yeah, they need
0: the most help and they need the most advice. So just keep telling those stories and keep helping yeah, people. Exactly. Yeah, and just be honest and be kind. Yeah, be honest and be kind to everybody. I mean, that's pretty easy. You get a real easy. range of people, don't you?
1: You know, all different ages, yeah. all different stages.
0: Yeah. Um, and, and you're you- not going to find some people are not going to be your people. No. And that's fine. Yeah, not you, just, you can't. Yeah, you can't be friends with everyone. You can't be, and that's okay. Why has having sober communities to reach out to been so important to you, Lucy?
1: Well, for me, in my first, my first sort of hundred days, my first few months, I don't think I could have done it without sober communities. I was doing going to something once or twice every week, and because I have been drinking heavily for twenty five years, all my friends are drinkers. Yeah, and drinking was my buddy. Yeah. Um and so I'd kind of not lost my drinking friends but I wasn't hanging out with my drinking friends and then I lost my other best friend which was a drink. So I was feeling quite lonely. Um and obviously I am a single mother so um and I don't have a partner. So yeah and I, I live uh, on the other side of the world from where my family. Well I've, were got, look, I've me. got a
0: small violin here that I might <laughs> start playing in a minute.
1: <laughs> oh fuck. <off. laughs> Carry on, carry on. Uh, oh, no, but I did feel lonely and having people to go and talk to and um, listen to me ram- ramble on. And that's all you really need help. sometimes, yeah. isn't it? You
0: just need people. Yeah. It's... Sometimes you just need people, whoever they are. Yeah because yeah. I mean, we're saying like well, they might be good they might be bad but sometimes it doesn't matter it doesn't matter
1: and yeah. they just it breaks it up it's like I'm gonna you know because you, you tend not to go out a lot and you've actually got somewhere to go and people to see and a conversation to have and I felt like I was part of something really cool going along to these things you know we talk about sober boring and uncool but sober Getting sober is a really cool thing to do and it's a big movement. And I felt that. I felt that when I was there and that was something that really surprised me. I felt I was part of something big that wasn't great, huge now, but it was getting bigger and bigger. And I still feel that doing Hmm. this podcast feel we're part of something that's growing and that it is going to be seen as a really cool thing to do. And I wasn't expecting that at those groups. I thought... You know that, that they were going to be Morris dancing, and I was going to have to learn that
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Ad, the Adelbury Cock and Balls move. <laughs> that is actually that is actually a Morris dancing move. Uh, I, dare yeah. I ask? I even no, know that. No, you don't want to um, know? <laughs> yeah, the other,
1: I liked going because I felt empowered. I felt accountable. Yeah. um i want you know there were other people in the group similar stage to me and when we met up again i didn't want to say oh i had a drink i wanted to say yeah you know i've 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 done it and and people don't mind if you haven't managed to
0: to see it through but it's nice to tell people that you have can i just interrupt you there yeah i'm i think it's very interesting that point that you've just made there is to go and tell people that you've done well because you get accolades then and it does make you feel good and it spurs you on and it's so funny like in sobriety it's the first time I've ever ever in my life had people say you're doing all right because before <laughs> it was just like good you are wasted you made a tit of yourself last night you perhaps have got a drinking problem why haven't you turned up for work you know all of these things it was always negative and when now it's like, oh, you're doing a good job. Like, oh, you're helping people. Oh, you're being a good influence. All of these things have changed and people say nice things to me yeah, now. I know I'm exactly like, what you say, mean. Like bullets coming at me. I'm like, <laughs> oh, like you're saying something nice to me. Okay. And it takes me a while to absorb that I'm actually yeah. a capable person of this earth like it I know, sounds weird. I know but...
1: exactly what you mean. Yes, instead of getting sort of the negative comments and the people yeah. looking at you funny because yeah. of what you did the night before, or because you're looking particularly hungover. Yeah. Um. And accolades are really important. I mean, even for young kids, um, giving them little incentives. You know, if you go and get ready for bed, um, you can have a an extra bedtime story or whatever. You know, just to go along and to be able to say to people, "And um, I've done it. I've done another week," and for them to say, "Oh, well done." Yeah. That's that's. That made that week worth it.
0: And then, as those weeks trot on, then you don't want to let those people down even more so you continue on this path because you can't then, I've got all these dates in my app and I've been doing so well, like all of those things build up and you don't want to let down the people in the sobriety groups, you don't want to let anyone down, especially yourself, Yeah. so therefore you've got people to answer to which is also a really good reason to join. Yeah, because if
1: you haven't got people to answer to you can so easily slip back into drinking Um, and just um, my, there was, I have heaps of reasons why it's worth, um, why it's been so important to reach out but also it was nice to make friends yes Rick. I made a friend I made lots of friends and um, and also to help others you know it's not just about us going along for our own needs and to get support but by going along and sharing your stories and they you might think oh, I haven't really got very many exciting stories or my problem isn't as big as theirs or my stories are so awful I can't tell them but Anything you can say to another person um, in that in that um, sober space um, is going to help them. Yeah. And that's a really if you can help other people from your own experiences, that's a really good empowering thing. And
0: it takes you out of your own head. Like suddenly all of that stuff that you've got going on in your head about alcohol and all those questions you're asking, you can kind of push it out mm. and help others rather than being, you know, yeah. self self you know, thinking about yourself all the time. It can be all consuming sometimes. So actually taking it away from you and helping someone else is a really good way to deal with all that stress. Yeah. Also learning all the time, like those groups that you – that you go to you're going to be learning from people yes loads of resources <laughs> excuse um, me like all the with your group you get people to bring books along don't yeah. you and we swap books yeah and podcast ideas and and just anything that helps like even on the facebook group which is the sober social for sober curious women just go and and search for that but people put advice on there mm. all the time so you're always learning and because you're sober you're much more able to absorb information and remember it and that is a huge help um so yeah, you'll you'll feel like part of a movement if if you do go to these sober groups where people can listen and understand what you're doing. And the same as Lucy, you know, we, we've become really great friends. And I wouldn't have met Lucy if it, if it wasn't for the sober group. So that's just one reason it's good enough for me to go. Oh, yes. that's so. I'll get you another tea bag if you like. <laughs> I'm quite looking forward to trying my tea bag. Yeah, it was a very nice. It was a posh tea bag. It better be good. Yeah, better <laughs> than the, the tea bags we used to do.
1: <laughs> I think we've managed to keep off of that this week, didn't yeah, we? All yeah. about it. I don't think we come up with any really awful stories other than your traumatic event on no, holiday. That, that was enough. I that think. That was enough. Yes, um, but yeah, just going on and to what you said there about your Facebook group and um, again the accolade thing there. It's a great space to go if you've just done. Even your first day, even yeah. if you've done your first day, go on and say, I've just done a day. I've woken up the following month. Feel good. I've done 24 hours without alcohol. You, we can guarantee there'll be a load of, we love a win on there. Yes. And, and everyone will
0: be going, well done, go
1: on, yeah, you can do it Yeah, 20 answers. Yeah.
0: And also people just saying, look, that's amazing. What are you going to do next? And how are you going to deal with the next week? And what are you going to do then? Yeah. I mean, just keep on it. If you've got questions, keep asking them. Find one of those groups where you can ask questions because lots of questions will come mm. up and there are people there that can answer them. Yeah, and so
1: that's so probably a point to make is it is good if you can have a, a physical group where you go yes. out and you do some social things like going into a restaurant and having yeah. a meal without alcohol. Um, but then also having an online space, even though I'm not into my online spaces I am part of Vic's group because I have had moments when I've really needed support in the moment you yes. know it's half past 10 at night I can just tap in a question and I have got so much support
0: and from also you're really good at saying like not only can I ask a question but I've got something that has really worked for me today yes and this is what it is and mm. you know that that's going to help 30 people on there in that moment yeah, so that's really, really helpful, all of these things. I mean, that, we, you know, I know we complain about social media and all that sort of thing, but in some circumstances, it is absolutely an incredible tool that we have nowadays. It's 20, 24-7 on tap help, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. If you, if you find the right if space. If you use it correctly,
1: yeah. Well, we've got some tips, haven't yes, we? Yes, of course, we do. We've got some tips. Okay, I'll go first, shall I? Go for it. Um where are we? Okay, so both Vic and I admit that we used to think that sober meant boring. Therefore, a sober community was just one big bore fest. <sighs> <laughs> and by bore, we don't mean like pigs. Pig, yeah.
0: I like a good bore fest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but we were very <laughs> we were very wrong. Give them a go. We think you'll be pleasantly surprised. After all, most sober folk have lived crazy drinking life,
0: so the stories and banter may well surprise you. Yeah, definitely. If you can change your mindset about sobriety communities, you will open up a world of support that could be invaluable on your journey to get and stay sober don't rule them out.
1: <laughs> sober communities can come in many different forms and this is great because you are more likely to find something that suits you. They might be online or in person. They might be support focused or activity focused. Um, they might be small and intimate or large and loud. Try a few until you find one that suits the
0: new sober you. Of course, it is impossible that you live in the it is possible rather that you live in the middle of nowhere in which case Lucy and I are extremely jealous because I know At this week I feel like living in the middle (laughs) of nowhere, to be honest. If you can't find a group in your local area, reach out online or just start one. I did. Go on, say the name of it again. The Sober Social for Sober Curious Women. It's a bit of a long-winded
1: one, it isn't is it? It is quite
0: long-winded. Yeah.
1: Maybe she looked to shorten that, a bit more sort of T punch S T-S-S-F. <laughs> no, that's no. not working either. And what was that other one you mentioned earlier, Vic, about someone, a group for remote people in remote oh, areas? Oh, that's
0: Sober in the Country and Untoxicated, I'll remember again. They're both Australian ones. But in England, you have Club Soda and Soberlicious. You know, just search Sober Social group in your area and you'll definitely find something something
1: um it's going to be hard at first but don't let nerves hold you back remember lots of other people will feel just like you and in our experiences we've only ever felt welcome in sober spaces after all you know you'll have at least one thing in common the more you get out and practice sober socializing the better it will get and a sober gathering is a perfect place to try
0: never ever feel ashamed of attending a sober event for sober people Everyone who has battled an alcohol addiction is strong and incredible, including you. Whether you are on day one or day a thousand and one, be proud to be an integral integral part of this brilliant, society changing sober curious movement.
1: Yeah. Woo! Oh,
0: I feel quite empowered. Yes, yes. <laughs> a little bit of we came out.
1: <laughs> I might fart with excitement. <laughs>
0: yeah. TMI?
1: (laughs) Carry on, carry on. Oh, we got so close to doing that. Yeah, we did well, didn't we? Um, So remember that getting together with other sober people is not just for your benefit. Simply being there and chatting to other people will help them too. It's a win-win for everyone and it's hugely empowering to be able to help others through your
0: own difficult experiences with booze. Every week we like to let listeners know... I think it's important to let everybody know that even though we laugh in this podcast and say probably very inappropriate <laughs> things about our bodily functions, which I just did, and we'll drive home feeling shame about. We will, yeah, we will. And make light of our past and crazy drunken behaviours. We don't want this to take away from how serious the normalisation of alcohol abuse is in society. It has devastating effects on it impact on individuals, relationships and families. Lucy and I are both passionate about helping others that are struggling and we hope that our humour and insight into the life of two ex-binge-drinking party girls, who I also am now calling um, addicts with backstage passes. (laughs) That's my new name for party girl. Yeah, I like it. I've really thought about that one. will give you hope and you're not alone and everybody can live a full and happy life after alcohol. Yeah, so thanks for listening, everybody. I just wanted to do a book recommendation, which is... Annie Grace's "This Naked Mind" that is an essential book if you are thinking about sobriety. So just Google that. It's Annie Grace, "This Naked Mind." And the next podcast we're going to be doing a step-by-step guide to to what it's like to go to your first ever social sober outing. And we've got some more liars drinks. Yeah, we're for going that to have a few well, more liars. I'm, I'm just going to say attention. liars is spelled L-Y-R-E-S. Or so oh, should we say the code again? Yeah, the code is sober 20 to get 20 so you get 20 percent off. off for the next couple of months on that so make the most of that everybody because that is a good option when you're going out yeah we appreciate i'm a little that. bit worried i can't find my tea bag anywhere yeah i saw you what are you looking oh, for I'm
1: frantic i can't find it
0: yeah where's I, it gone you haven't you haven't lost it have you i don't that know was expensive that one grubby little really tea bag i am looking forward to it you haven't taken it back have you no i'll try not to alan got any tea bags
1: you won't share them with
0: no, me. No, you won't share them. That's only it. Oh, it's roomy night. Stingy.
1: <laughs>
0: Thank you for listening to the Sober Awkward podcast. If
1: alcohol is affecting your life in a negative way, you're struggling to moderate, or your hangovers are causing anxiety, it might be time for you to reach out for help. Contact your local doctor, a therapist, or connect with a local AA or
0: sobriety group. In
1: fact, Vicky's got a really great one.
0: Yeah, it's the Sober Social for Sober Curious Women. You can just search for that on Facebook. Lucy and I will both agree that even though this journey can be awkward, it's definitely worth it. And if we can do it, then you can too. For more support around sobriety, head to my website, drunkmummysobermummy.com. And Lucy runs an online space to support and inspire single mums. Find out more at beanstalkmums.com.au. Finally,
1: if you've loved the Sober Awkward podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate, give a review and share it with your mates. But don't worry, we won't be angry if you don't.
0: I might be a bit angry, Lucy. Can't say that. They won't mind. No, it's just rude.